Hi folks, welcome back. It's RealUltimateGeeks.com's Leonard Cho Speaks Podcast. Go to RealUltimateGeeks.com, look for the donate button, and give us a couple of bucks if you can spare it, because some of us have medical bills. There's a reason it took so long for Season 2 to get started. We discuss it in this episode. RealUltimateGeeks.com, Leonard Cho Speaks Podcast. Thank you for listening. Leonard Show Speaks Podcast. This is season two. This is season two. This is Leonard Show. He turned me into the geek that I am. That's why we do this podcast, because if it wasn't for him, I never would have gotten into comic books and movies and all the nerd shit that I'm into and had an amazing, wonderful life. I owe my life to this guy right here. And we're on season two. I figure new year, we may as well just say hey, it's a new season. Because new season. These- we didn't get totally distracted and you know by other things. It's just you know new season. We were yeah. on hiatus or, or or destroyed by other things because you're Mexican. That's true. What are you still doing here? Weird. I, I was, dude. I was born here. I I got papers. I'm good. <laughs> like like a like a birth certificate even. Let's talk about like motherfucking the best goddamn Star Wars movie ever fucking made ever came out. Rogue One. You're calling it the best ever. Yeah. That's fantastic. I'm there. I'm fucking there. I've, dude. I've, I've, I went home. Okay, I watched it at the theater. By the way, how many times did you cry while watching it? Like uh, just tears. Like I can't fucking believe what I'm seeing. Well, I didn't actually cry while watching it, but in the final battle, when I, I wish. I wish someone had been recording me watch it just because I would love to know exactly what sounds I actually made <laughs> because, because, you know, uh, the missus was, you know, this didn't have the urgency of one of the saga films. So I had taken that Friday off of work and I'm like, well, screw it. You know, so I didn't go see it Thursday night. Like I usually would a big movie. I saw it Friday morning, uh, by myself. Oh. At my favorite theater. Yeah. And I saw it by myself also. Did you see the IMAX 3D? IMAX 3D. Yep, baby. And, That's the way you uh, do it. And so I'm sitting there and I'm watching this movie and it's awesome. And in the space battle at the end, when I this is where I wish someone had been recording me because – when red leader and gold leader show up in the movie, I'm like, I let out. It was, it was part, it was part laugh. It was part cheer. It was part barbaric yelp. I was, I was, Oh my God. Oh, those guys. And, uh, it, that was fantastic. And, um, to see the fate of the original red five. That was brilliant. And do you know how that happened? No. Like the red leader, gold leader stuff. Um, uh, Edwards, Gareth Edwards, uh, you know, he signed on to do the picture and the guy's a lifelong Star Wars fan, Mm -hmm. like Star Wars super fan. Like when he went to meet with them at Skywalker Ranch, he took the pictures that he had taken. Um, he went to Tunisia for his 30th birthday. Oh, he was like like in the places where they filmed and he's like got pictures of himself drinking blue milk and and stuff. Oh my gosh. It's fantastic, but People anyway, go get so, married there. Yeah, that, that yeah, the shit's still lying around. So 
That's fucking amazing. It's preserved. So he's taken the tour of Skywalker Ranch, and there's all these film cans stacked up. And he's like, what's all that? They're like, oh, well, that's that's like Star Wars outtakes and stuff, but no, no one's watching. It hasn't been digitized yet, so no one's watching. He's like, well, I'm watching it. So he like basically commandeered it and found some alternate takes and stuff that they could use. And... Uh, so then Gold Leader and Red Leader were in the film. Uh, Red Leader actually posthumously. So I, they were those were shots from A New Hope. At the film back then, yeah. Oh, and he cleaned them up, cut them into the yeah. It's oh, fantastic. Holy crap, I didn't know that. That's fucking amazing. I was just dude, Grand Moff Tarkin. The guy they got you couldn't tell. Uh you could look well, okay. you could kind of tell, but I mean it's it, you know what the th- well what's funny is when before he turns around when you're looking at his back and you see the shadowy reflection of his face I said out loud I'm like holy shit is what I said in the theater and then he turns around and I'm like okay it's a little video gamey I'll I'll yeah. grant you that but it, they they did a damn fine job Amazing. it is. And it's funny because I had been I had been bitching for a while. I'm like, why not get Wayne Pigram? Who uh, Wayne Pigram is? Did you ever watch Farscape? No. Okay, he played uh, he played uh, one of the big bad uh, Scorpius, very cadaverous type of face. No, okay. <laughs> no offense, but <laughs> and he actually played Grand Moff Tarkin in Episode Three. But it's a long shot. You know, you just see him, like, kind of step away from... He's in there for a shot, and that's it. Um, but I'm like, you've got this guy who looks... You know, who has the same kind of look. Why not use him? And I'm like, oh, because you're just flat out recreating Grand Moff Tarkin. Yeah. That is fantastic. The, <laughs> the only complaints... Not even complaints. The only observations I have on that are fairly minor. His skin tone is not quite light enough. Because, I mean, if Peter Cushing were any more white, he'd be clear. So they got that. And um, it's funny. The the main thing that gives it away to me is the voice. And don't get me wrong. The guy is damn good. He does a damn good Peter Cushing. But it's just a couple times. A couple times when he says Vader. um, Because he very distinctly says Vader instead of Vader. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's, it's like. Yeah here it's just a little off and uh but it's but it's fantastic and Vader sounded weird in this one uh i think it's because he sounded like 30 years older than we're used to hearing yeah it could have been that he just <laughs> i was like watching it again the other day just the vader parts and i'm like he just sounds different because that end scene oh, when vader God. fucking goes vader yes yes that was watch rewind watch rewind watch rewind yeah, yeah, I, uh, I watched that a few times on Cody, let me tell you. Holy um, shit, just, it's all dark, you hear the breath, the, and it's like, get the fuck out of here, and a fucking lightsaber, and it's like, oh no, and it turns into a fucking horror movie for 45 seconds. Yeah, it is, and um, I, I can't, for me, it's not like one of the best it, well, I mean, it's not the best ever for me, but I will tell you that is now my favorite space battle in Star Wars. Yeah. They topped Jedi. Jedi has been my favorite space battle for 
over 30 years now. Yeah. Um, but and and because this guy, he's he's one of us. I heard it was you the know? hammer. A lot of people are freaking out because they had the hammer class slamming into the side of the Star Destroyer. Uh huh. That that ship that like uh-huh. I guess was developed in the game that you play that's never been used before anywhere else or something. I heard somebody talking about that. I think I think it's in one of the video games. Good man, it was something. They I, were like freaking out. They were like, "We got to see that." I'm sure it'll be made for X-wing uh, very soon. The X-wing miniatures game is what Ken was talking about yeah. there. I yeah. Uh, how, how's that going for you? It's fantastic. It's <laughs> tons of fun. The the best part about it is, well, it satisfies like the collector in me because the miniatures themselves, uh, you don't have to paint them yourself. They're pre-painted. And they're fantastic. So it's at it. So I'm buying Star Warships. And uh, at least once a week, usually twice a week, I get my Star Wars ships and I go play Star Wars with my friends. It's it's fantastic. And I'm I'm Poe Dameron or whoever and I'm flying around and it's awesome. Yeah. I did a I did a tournament, uh, was the Hoth Open. The Hoth Open. They had they have a system series, and all the different cities are different systems from Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And then the winner from each of those system opens got invited to the Coruscant Invitational Tournament, which was held at Celebration at Disney um, last month. Yeah. Oh last wow! Month. So that was that was cool. Uh, I didn't have a shot at getting into that. I'm, I'm not that good. I, I have the feeling. I, I've got like a 500 record in tournaments, which is fine. I go to have fun. There you go. It's uh, like, um, they're coming out with the new awesome. the new video game, the Battlefront Battlefront Two got announced. Yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for. I fuck. I got a check room. I haven't checked. If I gotta write that down. Um, I'm waiting for my alpha code. I get. I alpha test. Anytime cool. EA comes out with a fucking Battlefield game, they invite me to alpha test. So a year, two years ago, June two years ago. I alpha tested the the first Battlefront game. I was at a client, and one of the guys was like huge into Star Wars. And I was like, "Check this out!" I go, "Watch what I." He goes, "Is that Battlefront?" I'm like, "Yeah, I was playing last night." He's like, "Get the hell out of here!" I'm like, yeah, "I'm playing the alpha right now. It's pretty cool." But really, it wasn't cool. The game sucked compared to Battlefield. I have Amazon Prime, which lasts a year, and then monthly I'm paying for um, CISO. It's like their British comedy channel, and okay. they have this Australian show called Soulmates that is the fucking. There's Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. They turn it into a TV show, and it's probably the weirdest show I've ever watched, but it was entertaining, but really weird. Soulmates. Well, it's called Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. That It's based off the Douglas The Adams warning books. is marked on the box. Yes. <laughs> but this show called Soulmates is an Australian TV show that's a time travel TV show. It's about these two guys who are friends, and it starts off with them when they were cavemen, and one's named Stick, and the other one's named Rock. And... Stick makes friends with a goat, and he's like, he's my god, and the other one's like, fire is my god, my god's gonna fight your god, and then you show him sitting there eating the goat, going, your god made my god taste really good. And <laughs> You've gotta watch this show. Wait, what was it called again? It's called Soulmates. Soulmates. Dude, yeah, fucking Rogue One, though. I mean, I wanted to do an episode on that just when it came out. That came out in, was that December? It was December. I'm trying to think when I saw it. So I was hospitalized in December. <laughs> Talking to the girl and um, who's now the ex-girl. I had fucking level two heart failure is what it came down to. 
Holy shit. Yeah, it's pretty kick-ass. I have a cardiologist. And I got a new job, and they have health insurance, which I haven't even looked into yet to see if this guy's even covered. As long as he keeps giving me my drugs, I'm happy. Get a hot doctor. Let me tell you what. That's There's a bonus. There's bonuses to that. That's what's been going on. And then the girl just fucking, that's a whole, like, that's a to be continued. How many people died in the movie First Blood, do you know? Um, in the movie, in the movie. In the movie. How many uh, deaths were there? Would, uh, nobody. There was one, and the guy fell out of a helicopter. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, the guy who fell out of the helicopter. That's right. Because we figured out that movie, what First Blood is really about is John uh, Rambo just wants a sandwich. He flat out asks, is there a place around here I can get a sandwich? Now, Brian Dennehy's character Get something wants, to eat. He doesn't say sandwich. Oh, well, we interpreted it as sandwich. And Brian Dennehy's character wants John Rambo to get a haircut. If I remember correctly, my brother and I, well, probably extremely inebriated, watched it one night going, this whole movie's about one guy wanting a sandwich and another guy wanting him to get a haircut. Yeah. Do you know who died in the book? Rambo. Fucking everybody. Really? I was going to, I didn't, honestly, I didn't know. That was a guess. Fucking everybody but Troutman, because Troutman has to kill Rambo. Holy at the end of the shit. Um, because, and it came about because David Morrill, who wrote the original novel First Blood, uh, it it came Listen about. To you. This is, I bring up something <laughs> off cuff, and you're like, I'll only tell you everything I know about that. I'm like, how do you know? Anyway, continue. Anyway, uh, David Morrill wrote the book, and it started because he had read uh, there was a newspaper article, and it was a you know it was uh, uh, you know early mid 70s whatever the you know early 70s i believe because it was you know there's still hippies around and it was about these uh it was about you know asshole jerkwater cops pulled over this this van of hippies mm-hmm. gave them a really hard time they were really bad they were seriously mistreated and him being the writer he is he's like man what if the cops did that to the wrong guy what if they did that to someone who could actually like take them apart? Who wasn't a hippie? Who was actually a congressional medal of congressional medal of honor winning Green Beret? So, um, yeah, so that's the story he wrote. And in the book, when they when they come after him in the woods, he kills them all. He kills Fucking the a. entire freaking posse and. Uh, oh, Brian Dennehy's character, Teasel. Will Teasel, I think, is the sheriff's name. Anyway, um, at, and Will Teasel was a, a veteran of the Korean War. And Rambo saw, like, his, you know, decorations and stuff on his office wall when he was in there being processed. So... Will Teasel like freaks out and he just runs. He, he's his entire posse has been killed. He runs, and that's how that engagement ends. And so when he meets, uh, when Colonel Sam Troutman flies in and he's talking to Teasel, he's like, "You know, that's what saved you, because Rambo is an operator. He's expecting you to act on his level because he's he saw everything I'm seeing right now. He saw your medals from Korea. He knows you know what you're about." So he, the last thing he was expecting you to do was just run away scared. And that's the only thing that saved your life. Wow. 
so then the showdown at the end of the book happens, and uh, I'm pretty sure Teasel dies as well. But yeah, Troutman shows up with a with a shotgun, and he basically puts Rambo out of his out of his misery. Wow! And they uh, in the film, uh, Kirk Douglas was originally cast as Troutman instead of Richard Crenna. I can see that. But, but they changed the ending. They and they they did film Troutman killing Rambo uh, in in that final scene. Mm-hmm. They did film that. Uh, I don't think on the on the special DVD. I don't think they have. I don't know if they have the actual footage, but I know there are at least stills from that scene. Um, and when they wanted to change it, that's when Kirk Douglas dropped out. He's like, "No, it's more artistic. It has more artistic integrity." If Rambo dies, and Stallone was like, "Is that really what we want to say to veterans? Yeah, that when you come home, this we're going to fucking way, kill you. This is the only way to solve your problems." So something else that was brought up, and it, it's weird because it didn't. I didn't see it. This person clearly saw it happening. And again, you know, once removed, once you're out of a situation, if you're in a glass house, everything around you is fine. If it's you know a green tinted glass house, everything's green or rose tinted glasses. You know, they say. But once you get out of it, you take glasses off and you're outside looking in. And it was this. It was zombies, totally overplayed. Yeah, zombies are totally overplayed. She's like. Star Wars is getting the same way. Everywhere I look, it's everywhere. It's like I'm really starting to get sick of it. And I went, I don't notice. I'm because I'm inside the fucking glass house. I stepped out and started looking around and thinking about it. It's getting there. It's not. Okay, you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. Okay, hang on. Hey, bring it. Bring it. I go. needed your opinion here on this. Go. Be, my opinion is fucking cheer the fuck up, man. All these fucking people. You know what? Guess what? There have always been tons of zombie movies. It's just that most of them have been bad and forgettable and no one noticed. But now you're getting good zombie movies. You, there's quality it's, zombie content. Being, I think it's like being promoted. Everywhere. I think it's being overly promoted on things like TV shows. How many fucking zombie TV shows do they have out there now? We got Walking um, Dead, but then there's like these other ones that I've heard about. I don't watch TV, so I don't. Know. Yeah, but those those have fallen by the wayside. And Walking Dead is going on, and it's it's so funny. I I watched the first four episodes of the last season. I have the rest still. Um and I'm going to watch them eventually. I just kind of, I just kind of fell off. I yeah. just kind of, and uh, Dawn said it best. You know, they were talking about a lot of people rage quitting the show after Glenn, you know, mm-hmm. got his. But which I don't think there's any spoiler there. I think everybody. Uh, no, it's it's we're fine. But <laughs> um, and what's funny is I. I freaking love Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I worship at the feet of Jeffrey Dean Morgan. His comedian is just amazing, fantastic. Fucking, I, I love Watchmen. That guy is uh, the movie. Yeah. See, you and your Zack Snyder. Okay, well, Watchmen is tough because we were going to get a Watchmen movie, and when you consider the fact that it was going to happen. I'm glad we got that one. Yeah. Um, 
I still have my problems, and we can talk about that. You know what? I'll watch the we director's. Don't, we did an entire fucking episode on Watchmen. Did we? I, yeah, I know there was a Watchmen episode out there. I don't know how much we talked about yeah. it because we fucking so, start rambling about shit. We That's do. I'm trying to take notes. Like I'm like, oh, what about this? What about that? Yeah, we should put time codes in there for people and stuff. <laughs> for here's when I here's when I finally get done ranting about Watchmen. We're 31 again. minutes into this so far, and it feels like <laughs> we've been talking for five. Yeah, but it's always um, like that. But yeah, so that's the thing with Watchmen. I'm glad we got his, but there is – you read the book, you watch that movie, you see he took the wrong things away from that book. There are moments that would have been very easy to fit in and he did not. The The opening sequence is brilliant. It is nothing short of brilliant. I will give it that. Yeah. That's about it. But back to your friend's bullshit point about Star Wars being <laughs> oversaturated. You know what? <laughs> you lady. That's what I said. Here's – because in my uh, the Facebook group that I'm a part of uh, is Chicago Force. We're on Facebook. It's an open group. You can join if you wish. It is tons of fun. Uh, we do events and stuff like that. Uh, there's a few people on there who are really great guys, but they're so negative online. And they're just like, oh, God, more hype machine. And I'm like, dude, cheer the fuck up, dude. We live through the prequels. Okay? We live through the prequels. We made it out the other side. And then they put out the Force Awakens, which is fantastic. Yeah, I was like, "What the fuck? This movie is fucking lazy. It's rehashing everything." You had said, "Well, it's because they got to bring the fans back because they've lost the fans because of one, two, and three. Yes, but I never copped that they were. I, I only. I don't agree at all. I believe I'm in the minority on this, but I do not agree that this is just a remake of the original Star Wars. I mean, yes, it opens on our hero in a desert planet. But, um, and yes, there's another planet killing weapon, but that's, but shot for shot. I mean, I'm not going to say shot for shot, but there are scenes definitely in that movie that you can look at and they correlate off of one of four five or six. They're definitely, they're definitely reminiscent. When I say correlation, when Ray goes down into the fucking place and finds fucking Vader's thing and his lightsaber, she picks it up and has that vision. And then, we look at when when Luke went into the cave on Dagobah and fought yeah. Vader. It was basically a vision. They're kind of like the same. Uh, right. But you see, so by that definition, then – because there are a lot of people bashing on the trailer for the new movie. Like, oh, so now it's, now instead of Luke training on Dagobah, it's Ray training on this other planet. And it's like, okay, well, yes, because – Jedi use the Force. There, there are Force visions. There is training. That's going to happen. The, uh, you're going to have those things in a Star Wars movie. These are the. I, I'm convinced that these are the very same people that if we didn't see training, they'd be like, "Well, wait, where's her Jedi training?" You know, I'm. I'm I read an article once about and. Uh, stay with me here. I am. Okay. I am. I got stuff going through my head. I read an article once, and it was about um, uh, relationships between – intimate relations between men and women. Mm-hmm. And the point of the article was you need to take responsibility for your own pleasure. You have to be a, an engaged and willing participant. You have to make clear what you like, what you don't, and all that. And it's funny because now seeing all these people who are just – 
not happy. I'm like, okay, dude, that that applies here. You need to take responsibility for your own enjoyment of things. If you and because there's one guy online who's like, oh, well, I hold Star Wars to a higher standard. Okay, you know what I do? I pay my money and I go in and I am looking to be entertained because you know what? We've got new Star Wars movies. Yeah. We've got new awesome Star Wars movies that are not written and directed by George Lucas. There is no part of that sentence that I do not love. <laughs> Absolutely, completely, and thoroughly love. And on top of that, think of it – okay, you go, to, you go to your local Six Flags or you go to Disney World. You pay your money. You plunk down a fair amount of money and you go in. Do you get on the roller coaster like this – uh, let's see if this roller coaster can ever. No, no, Those no, no, are no, positive no. G's. They should have pulled negative G's on that. Exactly. You don't do that. When I, at least I don't. When I go on a roller coaster, I'm bouncing up and down. And then when we're about to drop, I throw my hands up because I'm on the ride. I'm on the ride to enjoy the ride. That's who I am. That's who you should be. If that, if that's not who you are then yes, you should change and be more like me. Uh, I'm not going to go so far as to say that I'm better than you, but I'm pretty sure I'm having more fun. Uh, oh, and this yes, is, what, there this are is wa- why I did this This right here, this moment. Because this is what the podcast has always been about. Because it's always because been Because I'm just so fucking <laughs> sick of people bitching. I finally can, got it out of you. Can you, pull, can you pull the stunted lightsaber hilt out of your ass and just enjoy the movie for a second? You know, oh, Rogue One, did we need this movie? No, we didn't need this movie. This movie was, by definition, superfluous. And yet, fucking when you give a creative awesome. filmmaker a little bit of space, he makes something awesome. Like he gets the force and doesn't make it like a good versus evil thing. Like all of a sudden, there's all these different religions who practice the force, and it doesn't necessarily mean the Jedi are right or the Sith are wrong. Then all of a sudden, you've got this blind dude who's basically like a fucking Buddhist. And he's yeah. interpreting the Sith, uh, the Force, totally something different. If the Jedi win and take everything over, well, the bit, there's no balance of the Force, and it's all to the good side. If the Sith take over everything, kick everyone's ass, and it just goes over to the dark side. There's not supposed to be too many Jedi or too many Sith. There's supposed to be a balance of the Force, which Vader was supposed to bring. Will Vader bring a balance of the Force? And he was the prophecy by the John and the Jedi side, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, when was it? That Vader knew he was Luke's father. I heard this the other day. Somebody brought this up, and I was like, why does he wait until he's got his kid beat down so his hands off to tell him? Well, that's that's one of the many reasons I absolutely loathe the special editions nowadays. Because in the special edition, because they did the right thing. They got Ian McDermott to film the Emperor scenes for The Empire Strikes Back, which is fantastic. But then they changed the dialogue and they have it almost where the Emperor is telling Vader then that I believe this is the offspring of Anakin Skywalker. And no, Vader fucking knows. And what I love is in the comics that they're doing, they show Vader finding out because it's in the opening crawl of Empire. It writes, Darth Vader obsessed with finding young Skywalker. Now, obviously, the Do you think it rebels, was when they were on the Death Star when Luke was um, fucking blew up the goddamn Death Star and Vader's behind him and he says the Force is strong with this one? Well, no, no, no. He, he, here's, 
here's how it happened in Lencho World. And uh, if you – if in my own personal headcanon, uh, at least this is how I interpret the – and I also hate people who need everything spelled out for them. All this stuff is there. All the pieces are there to infer the correct – of course, my opinion is the correct one, yeah, but that's to right. infer the to infer the correct sequence of events, because in the trench, Vader's you know trying to get a beat on, and he's like, "Oh, the force is strong with this one." He senses the force in this pilot. Then the kid blows up the thing. Now you go to Empire, but wait, stop! Hold on, I gotta stop you right there because when Vader and Obi Wan were going at it, Luke was like right there, like watching the whole fucking thing. Like he was what twenty five feet away, thirty feet, fifty yes, feet away but from Vader. But Vader was absolutely focused on Obi-Wan, and Vader was most likely at least somewhat afraid of Obi-Wan because the last time they fought, Obi-Wan hacked off three of his the, – his three remaining limbs. Yeah. And so he was a little her. preoccupied. But – so you have Vader senses the force in this pilot. In the opening crawl of Empire, it says that Vader is obsessed with finding young Skywalker. Now, think about it. Now, from those two facts, infer the following. One – the rebels are these scrappy rebels. They're Terrorists. they're the ins- they're the insurgent army. Terrorists. Uh, they're the revolutionaries. Terrorists. And as such, they are trying to get new members. So, th- of course, there's going to be a lot of propaganda. There's going to be a lot of word going around about Al Akbar, about what they've done. Akbar. It's Admiral Akbar. Allah Akbar. <laughs> so. <laughs> So they're going to be putting out everything they did, and Luke Skywalker's name is going to be out there as the young pilot that destroyed the Death Star. So, however, so Va- that information is going to make its way to Vader somehow, whether he get, whether he gets a hold of Rebel propaganda or what they did in one of the recent comics is he had so sent- promoted that Luke blew it up. It's like, hey guys, the Scourge of the Galaxy, brought to you by the Empire, known as the Death Star, was blown up by this young new pilot we got named Luke Skywalker. It Why could have come gone- on and join and be just like him. It could have gone that way. Or in one of the comics they showed Vader sent Boba Fett to get something and he didn't, but he did get the name of the pilot who did it. And he tells Vader Skywalker was the kid's name. He fuck we're and idiots. the second it was on his license plate on the fucking X-Wing. Yeah. So <laughs> so the second Vader hears that, that's when the pieces fall into place for Vader because he knew Padme was pregnant. That's my son. Boom. It's that simple. That's how it works. Hmm. That's how it works. Okay. I'll buy it. May as well. We'll never yeah, find and- out. Maybe we will find out with all this shit that's going on. Who knows? Maybe. And like I said, there was a comic where they showed – that Boba Fett gave him the name. But I'm also glad you brought up balance because for everyone who wants to be all poo-poo on The Last Jedi just because that's what all the cool kids are doing nowadays, let me show you this. Everything in that everything in that trailer is pointing to the potential that they, we could be getting into a gray area of the Force. And the there. light. She says the light, the darkness – the balance between. Yeah. And that's very different from Empire because, yes, there is training. <clears throat> but, you know, it, you, you, have to, you have to look past the stuff. In, in The Force Awakens, yes, we have a young hero on a desert planet. Yes, we have another super weapon. Those things are very true. 
but we also have instead of one hero's journey, we kind of have two hero's journeys because you have Ray who unlike Luke doesn't want to leave her home, wants to stay right where she is, she does. but is swept up is swept up in these other things. But then we also have Finn who was essentially programmed to be he's been indoctrinated his entire life and yet he breaks away from that just on the strength of his own character and is on his own hero's journey to stand for what's right. So you've got two for the price of one. And you've got and the lightsaber battle in the snow is just beautiful and absolutely Yeah. That's so, mine. Oh my <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Which which raises yeah. an interesting question. Because when Kylo sees the lightsaber, he says that lightsaber belongs to me. How does he know? Yeah. How does he know? There are three possibilities, the way I see it. Either one, he's seen pictures of it and he knows what it is. That's the easiest thing. Number two, we spent the whole movie talking about how, you know, Maz is saying, and now this lightsaber is calling to you. Clearly the lightsaber has a bit of an aura about it. So we could have sensed the familial connection or number three. Has he seen it before? Did Luke get it back at some point when he had his academy? Is it Where did possibly the go? I mean, is it is it possible that Luke is the one that gave it to Maz Kanata? Because Han asks, "Where did you get that?" And Maz is like, "A good question for another time." There's there's two instances like that. There's that, and there's there's where Maz leans in and says, "Who's the girl?" And they cut away. Now, was it lazy writing, or like we'll figure that out later, or Leading. are they laying down the groundwork here? I think they film shit and stuff, shit and stuff, and shit and stuff, and shit and stuff. Don't that, say and stuff. Say they film shit. They film shit. Have you seen the and good? Stuff. Have you seen the nice guys? <laughs> Huh? What was it? They're, what is it? They're prostitutes? Dad, there are whores here and stuff. Honey, don't say That's and stuff. stuff. Just say dad, there are whores here. <laughs> Fucking Shane Black, dude. Oh my God. Shane Black. Yes, that's right. We spin on a dime. Now all of a sudden we're talking about Shane Black. But <laughs> back to Star Wars. Huh, uh, and yeah, amazing. the trailer for The Last Jedi. Yes, there are walkers in the distance. And yes, there are speeders, some kind of speeder. But the thing they filmed, that's, they didn't film, they filmed stuff for uh, Force Awakens that didn't, get in, that didn't get in it, probably because it's going to be used in this one. Very possibly. That's what I'm thinking. Because not getting a Luke until the very end was like, really? Fucking really? <laughs> Hey, the guy got paid a million bucks to stand on a no to stand on a mountain. Shit, in a costume. I'd, I'd stand on a mountain of shit for a million bucks. Elephant <sighs> shit. Spent sitting around for a week. I'd do that. Last Jedi. So what do you? Who's? What do you think? Oh yeah, you're right. We got walkers in the distance. Which then brings up Rogue One again with that whole fucking fight on the fucking planet and the oh my god. Them. And this stormtrooper the sitting there talking to the retiring. The T forty five is really finally. I forget what it was, and they're like just bullshitting. I love it when stormtroopers are just bullshitting, and you overhear their conversation. Yep, I want to know what kind of stuff they talk about. And the Force Awakens. Okay, uh, because Rogue One has my favorite space battle. 
I swear to God, The Force Awakens has the funniest moment in any Star Wars movie ever, hands down. I'll go knuckles with anyone on this one. I don't care. Because when when Rey escapes and Kylo walks in, he's like, no. And he starts like just throwing a tantrum and destroying the whole room. And the, and the two stormtroopers are walking around the corner. And there's a spark <laughs> flying out. And they're just, nope. Nope. We're, 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 we're going back this way. We're going back this way. Like, yeah. That was just. That was fucking awesome. Like, and about face. Fucking great. Um. Yeah. Oh, we didn't even get around talking to Logan. Talking about Logan. Oh. I still haven't seen it yet. I started watching it, and I could just... Xavier's, like, kind of going nuts, and they're trying to get the drugs into him, and I'm like, I'm just going to stop it right here, because this is going to be a heavy one. Yeah. This is going to be heavy. This And that's all I've ever heard is, it's fucking heavy. Have you ever read Old Man Logan? No, we talked about it one time, but I never... Yeah. Um, Did they stick to that pretty... No. Uh, They basically just kind of have that as like... It's kind of like... But there's... There's an aspect of Old Man Logan that they kind of adapt into this film. It's... um, uh, You know, they basically take the, the notion of Wolverine being older... That's kind of what you okay. get from Old Man Logan in this, uh, and that you know he doesn't heal quite as well as he did and all that. But but it's but there's another aspect of the film. We'll talk about it. We'll do we'll do a Logan episode. Well, I'm starting. I'm, I'm taking notes for the next episode now because I'm going. There's gonna be so much talking. It's been months since we've done this, and so much shit has happened. Yeah, so we got to keep some stuff in our back pocket. Oh, we can't yeah, we can't blow our wad immediately. Gosh, people no, will come no, back. No. But. Um, yeah, the, and you three people that watch these. Yeah, the five people who fucking... You're, you're like, the heroes. Everything was on... We had... I switched everything around and got it all underneath um, Real Ultimate Geeks. So that's where you go okay. to Real Ultimate Geeks YouTube page, and that's where all the fucking Leonard Show shit is now. You go to the okay. website, you can get it there. But on it's still on iTunes, Stitcher. I don't know if I'm on Stitcher. I don't know if I'm on Google Play. I've been lazy. I've had I've had stuff going on. Fucking then we got the real booze thing. Um, I still got one. We did Star Wars on real booze. We did the um, oh yeah Star Wars revisited, but it just turned into drunken talk with Jay and Dan and my brother <laughs> passing out. My brother's new hobby on real booze is uh, he just passes out. We'll start watching a movie. He lasts maybe ten minutes and he sleeps the rest of it. Doesn't spill his drink. His drink stays up the whole time and he just. Hey, and the kid's we'll, pro. He's I'm, he's been around the block. He does his thing because we went to L.A. and uh, on my birthday, as a matter of fact, went to Los Angeles for the Lebowski Fest they had there, which was amazing. And then we had a day to kill, so I was like, "Well, it's my birthday. Fuck you guys. Let's go to the L.A. murder murder house. Let's go to Meltdown Comics. Let's go to where else did we go? Oh, Wonderland." Where John Holmes, a porn star, bludgeons some people to death with a lead pipe. I had no idea that even happened. Fuck yes, dude. There's a movie called Wonderland with Val Kilmer in it. Watch that fucking movie. In fact, if you get the DVD, get the two-disc set, the second disc is all about the fucking crime. It has murder scene footage. It happened in like 83. It was one of the first times anybody got a video camera and walked into a fucking scene with blood and bodies everywhere. Oh my god! Yeah, fucking a, dude. Fucking a. Wonderland is an awesome movie. 
and we drove right by the house, and it is on a real narrow. It's almost like the alleys back there. That's what, it's like in the Hollywood Hills. They're that right, right. narrow. It's fucking crazy. There's a little house. It's like it's a fucking shack. That shack's worth fifteen million dollars. What the fuck? <laughs> it's crazy. It's fucking crazy there. LA's awesome. I'm dying to go back because we're coming back. Jay plays a fucking podcast, and it's about this guy who. We had driven by places this guy was talking about, and he's like, got into the art scene in LA and then got into the comic book art scene, and then mentions how in the late 90s he bought a bunch of preacher pages for like 50 bucks a piece. Oh, and then sold God, them for yeah. two grand. And this is before Steve Dillon died. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I want to fucking jump out the fucking car right now. And Jay's like, what? I go, I was in at Chicago Con in 1998, and me and the girl are sitting there looking at alien shit, and I turn around on a table. For a stack of preacher pages for forty five dollars a piece, and I didn't buy any. That guy sold his in twenty ten for two thousand a piece. Steve Dillon's dead. Preacher got turned into a TV show. Those things are not two grand a piece anymore. The days of getting comic book pages for like fifty, sixty bucks, those <clears> days <throat> are long gone. Yeah, because uh, I let, uh, thanks to you, I actually look at the original art when I go to see Do We Do now, and nice. you know I see some of the guys I like, but it's like. It's like fifteen hundred bucks. They're getting crazy with like, the prices now. Yeah, like now for the good, you know, for the good pages, for the yeah. pages that have Moon Knight on them and what have you. So I'm just like, geez, I, I can't, I can't. That's more than I bring for the whole show. That's yeah. many times more than what I bring for the whole yeah. show. I've got two kids and a mortgage. So there you go. And you know, the thing is, find the other artists. There's um, go down Artist Alley, find artists down there, and you don't have to buy major pages. I'd fucking I didn't for the longest time, but I found I got a Strangers in Paradise page. Who read Strangers in Paradise? Maybe at the time it was popular, but now nobody knows what in the fuck it is. I'm like, I've got a fucking original page from they did a three he did a three issue miniseries before he did ab, I think it was so with abstract. But anyway, I bought a page from issue number two ever made of Strangers in Paradise. I got it for like two hundred bucks off of them, and it's just I remember the scene. And I'm sitting there holding the piece of artwork in my hand going, oh my fucking God, I remember the first time I read this, what was going on in the story and in my life. And it was just really cool. And then I own that. So he, I buy it off him. He gets a piece of paper and he's trying to bag it up and it won't fit in the mylar. I'm like, what's going on? He goes, oh, back then, because back then you couldn't buy comic book pages. Like you couldn't go to the local comic store or the local art store and had pre-printed, you know, blue line pages. He goes, I was cutting my own pages. I was cutting my own paper at the time. So he didn't cut it oh, right. Oh God. Yeah. So the, it's off. Like, the fucking page isn't, like, measured right. It's fucking goofy little shit like that I totally get off on. That's awesome. It's like that little little thing. So I'm going to end this episode, I think. And then yeah. we're going to plan the next one. So I'm going to get this edited and shit and try to get it out the door as quick as I can so that people can hear what yeah, happens. Yeah, I, I think we might meet back here in a couple of days and talk about Marvel stuff. Sounds good. I'm going to end it. You and I will still talk, however. Ladies and gentlemen, Leonard Cho, he's back. <laughs>